0: Well, praise the Lord, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Testify, the podcast. I am your host, Demetri. And I am Miriam, your co-host. woo hoo! And listen, today, today, <laughs> today, today, we have a special guest. But before we do that, you know, we got to have testimony service. You know what song is on our heart this morning? What? Oh, they're not going to answer. Okay. So, <laughs> The song that's on our heart this morning is "Victory is Mine." Victory is mine. I need Victory today is mine. I told Satan, to "Get thee behind!" Victory today is victory. Is victory? Victory oh. is
1: mine. Is that what y'all used to do? Oh, you just you just felt that in your heart today. Well, I
0: wasn't through. Oh, well, victory. Oh victory <toil> Victory today day is man I told t- say I told say I told say Faithfulness- I told say I told say I told say Now we
1: got to tell them yeah. I'm about to tell them Okay I told say I told, told,
0: told say Get the be behind
1: Get thee behind
0: Get, Get thee behind, behind. <Hayes. laughs> <afterwards>, Cuz <especially> victory <Giovanni> You can't keep interrupting the testimony service. I'm
1: sorry.
0: It's okay. That's all right. Quench not the Holy Ghost Don't quench them. Okay. Okay. Let's praise move on though. Okay. We'll praise we the Lord. We gotta move
1: on with the service. Well
0: If you know that song and if that song resonates with your spirit You ought to glorify the Lord. Testify. Tell of his goodness, huh? Tell of his goodness. And how do we do and, that?
1: We do that by sharing this video. Yep. Share this podcast.
0: Absolutely. And
1: subscribe and comment and like it.
0: And we're also going to shout out uh evangelist Dorothy Norwood. You know, she made that song really good. She made it popular. <laughs> Did she not?
1: I guess. Did she not? I don't, I don't know her. But that's beside the point. She sings the song. Really? Yeah. I just knew that song from growing up.
0: Oh, yeah. Treasure
1: Gun Price.
0: Dorothy Norwood. Shout out to
1: the Kojic Church. <laughs> whoop, whoop, We see you. We see you. Anyway, today <laughs> we have a special guest, my friend, Sierra CC Richmond and she is here to tell us Well, tell me because in the video Dimitri was not here for the interview He was I was
0: in the Gloria. He was in a
1: conference hallelujah,
0: Hallelujah. but
1: she's gonna be telling her testimony about an emergency craniotomy that what she is- went through. That's when they open up your brain. Oof. And I ain't going to say no more because she's going to say it. My but it God. was an emergency craniotomy that she went through last year, 2020. This time last year. Wow. This time last year. Wow. She was having um, her, her skull open and it was wild. But she is doing great and she is here to tell of the goodness and the glory of God. So
0: My God. let's
1: get into it. Okay, so welcome, CC, or C- I'll call you Sierra, because that's your okay. name, <laughs> and I'm so happy that you made the time to come on here and share your story and your testimony, at least a little part of it, not the whole thing, because it's a lot, right, but as we get started, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself to the people, tell us who you are, where you're from, what you do, both well, professionally and in ministry and serving.
2: Okay. Hey, everybody. I am Sierra Richmond, Louisville, Kentucky. Um, for uh, professionally, I um, work in cardiology. I work for a cardiologist um, running, running his front office and working in the hospitals and different things like that. And um, in ministry, I have been serving on. My church's praise team uh, since I was probably about 13, um, so probably a good like 12 years, um, and um, I work in the children's ministry as well. So I record all of their um, videos for church's Church every week. So it's very exciting. Yeah,
1: <laughs> and that is they busy <laughs> exactly, which is yeah. how we met through church. Um, yes. When I, I joined the church that you were, you've been a part of like forever and (laughs) that's how we met um so back when I lived in Louisville um so I guess we'll just jump right in um can you tell us a little bit or however you want to share about um last year was it like it was last year 2020 Mm -hmm. when you underwent like this emergency surgery that was like was it on your brain it was that's crazy yes (laughs) (laughs) okay I'll let you tell it (laughs) (laughs)
2: So, um, so March of 2020, um, I had, uh, got COVID and, um, it wasn't really bad. I didn't like lose my sense of taste or smell or anything like that, but, um, I have respiratory issues and so it was really hard that way, but I was able to self-medicate at home until about two weeks and I was able to bounce back. Um, then fast forward to May, I started having, um, these really bad headaches. And um, one day I was sitting at work and um, the headache was just completely unbearable. So I went home took some medicine. I was like, okay, I'm gonna sleep it off because I got to work again tonight. I woke up around one something. The headache was like a hundred times worse and I was vomiting and all that stuff. And so I called into work that night um, and this lasted for probably about 36 to 40 hours. And I was like, okay, I need to go to the er and so then they say they always say people that work in the medical field are the worst patients because (laughs) we try to like (laughs) manhandle everything without having to go to the hospital (laughs) and so i was like okay this is really really bad Um, so i went to the er um, and i remember my mom took me and i could barely walk to the front door I remember getting, um, getting there and we actually pulled up at the wrong door. And so we were about to go around to the correct one. Um, and I couldn't even make it walk back to the car. I remember just laying on the, cr- on the concrete because I was that, that much in pain and like that weak. So my mom had to bring around a wheelchair <laughs> um, to get me to the front door. And um, I got in there. They gave me like a migraine cocktail which is a combination of like three or four medications, including Benadryl. So I was finally able to get a little bit of sleep, but it was not touching the headache at all. And so, um, so they gave me like extra strength aspirin and was like, "Okay, take this and go home, and you'll be better in a couple of days." Now we're not going—we're not here to talk about the racial disparities and the mystery of African Americans. That's where my mind went. You already knew <laughs> i was like yeah because this yeah that's a whole set of other issues and so they gave me this medication i went home was on it for maybe about 12 hours or so and um still nothing so the headache was just getting worse and worse i was still vomiting just still not able to keep any food down or anything like that um and then i I started having stroke-like symptoms. Like I wasn't able to walk, my arms wouldn't really move. Um, I was having everything except for the facial drooping. Um, So like my speech started getting like stuttery and like like stumbling over words and all of that. So I called the ER and I was like, hey, this medicine y'all gave me, it ain't doing nothing for me. And now I'm having stroke symptoms. So, you know, what's going on? They were like, well, come back here or, you know, to for or go somewhere else for a second opinion pretty much and i was like well i definitely am not coming back there so i went to my er the hospital that i worked in and um they instantly pretty like my brother had to carry me into the into the er because i just was i could not walk and so um they gave me another migraine cocktail but they did a ct and they came back and the this is in the height of covid so there were i wasn't able to have like visitors like nobody could come in there with me like so my mom she was sitting out in the parking lot like all of this time just like waiting for information to come through and um and so they come back and they're like okay can you call your mom and so we're i have her own speaker phone and they're like we need to rush her over to um a neurosurgeon and i'm like a neurosurgeon no so imagine when i hear neurosurgeon like you automatically think surgery like right and on the head, like neurologically. So, um, yeah. So they came back and they were like, "This could either be an aneurysm, a tumor, or a blood clot. We don't have the capabilities here to really, you know, decide on exactly which one it is. And even if we did, you would still need to go to see a specialist
1: because all of those uh, are bad on the brain. Right.
2: <laughs> either way, uh, right? It was like either way, you can't stay here <laughs> because- we ain't trying to, we can't fool with it. So. <laughs> You're here. <We're>. <laughs> <laughs> we can't handle this. <laughs> so, so probably within two hours, I was being rushed over to um, Norton Brownsboro. And, um, and I remember when I walked in, well, I didn't walk in, they, when I was wheeled in, um, There, When I walked into, when they brought me to the ICU room, there were like six or seven nurses, like just kind of standing around, like getting the room ready. And working in a hospital, I know that normally when somebody is being rushed from another hospital to direct admit ICU, they're like in really, really bad condition. Mm -hmm. So all of these nurses are in the room expecting to have to like bring me from one bed to another bed, like bring me from the stretcher to another bed Put all these, you know, IVs and tubes and stuff in me. Start all these yeah. medications, and they wheeled me mm. in a wheelchair, not a hospital bed, <laughs> into the room. And I was like, "Hey, y'all, how y'all doing?" And they looked at me like completely coherent. Like, <laughs> like <laughs> what? They were like, "We should you be asking right here, or, <laughs> or- <laughs> just just park me somewhere, okay?" <laughs> <laughs> and so they're like, "We should be asking you that, like." And later on, one of the nurses told me. She said, um, "Normally, when people come in here in your condition, they don't talk, they don't walk, they don't—they're like completely out of it. Like, so for us to see you come in here and are asking us how we're doing, like that really caught us off guard. And so that—that right there is like when I knew God was all up and through this because I'm like, this is what they're normally seeing. This is like." completely different i was like okay mm-hmm. okay and so um so anyway so i was in there for probably about five days they started me on like um blood thinners and stuff to try to get the clot uh to be um to be pretty much dissolve on its own the clot went from so here- it was a blood clot yes it was a blood clot okay. yes it was a blood clot so it started from here it covered like three major um um uh articles or uh, arteries in my brain so wow it started from here all the way back here down into my jugular vein which leads into your heart
1: yeah and
2: so um (laughs) and so they were like this is like the worst clot that we've like ever seen on somebody's brain um and for it to develop so quickly it was like what the heck so they put me on blood thinners i had to take like two two shots in my belly every day and like actually and take pills as well and um i was on that for probably about a week then the headache started to get you know bad again and so um i went back to the er i was actually at a doctor's appointment and when i was leaving the doctor's appointment um i started vomiting again and my mom had taken me and she was like uh-uh we ain't having that so <laughs> she takes me back to the <laughs> now you couldn't you can could imagine my mom like in this moment I know.
1: She ain't playing around with nobody. <laughs> at all,
2: like at all. And so they take me back, back to the ER and they do another MRI and realize that the blood thinners have actually started causing me to have brain bleeds. So like other vessels and stuff inside of my brain um, has started to burst. Oh, because- and So like I had this- that makes
1: sense. Like your blood was coming out. through the blood vessels?
2: Yeah, like it was, yeah, it was popping. Like if you ever had like a, like a blood vessel or something popping in your eye mm-hmm. and it
1: told, okay. turned
2: red, like I had all of those all over my brain. Yeah.
1: This is like and an episode of so, Like you remember
2: that show? I know. <laughs> like one thing got through the next.
1: Yes. Like just when you think they figured it out, like actually, anyway. Hot yeah. <laughs> <I> twist. Right. <laughs>
2: right. And so, um. And so, which was obviously new to them, because normal, I mean, that's, that's first line of defense for a blood clot is to put somebody on blood thinners, like, you know, to, to help it dissolve. So that the fact that I was having a really bad reaction to it, that was like completely new to them. And so, of course, I was back in the hospital. Um, and I remember the doctors coming in on different occasions and saying, okay, Sierra, we, we don't really know what to do in this situation. So if you could give us, you know, a few hours to go call some other people from different states of different hospitals hospitals, and different specialties to try to fig- figure this out, we will come back with the plan. <laughs> wow.
1: Now, how did you feel when they were saying that? Plus, you, you know, it, in a hot
2: like you work in the medical profession. Right, so. right. And this was my first time ever being hospitalized. Like I had never... I had never even had an IV in my arm before. Wow. Like, blood. you know, I get blood drawn and stuff, but I had never even had an IV or anything. And then all of a sudden I'm in the ICU four or five days and at a time. nobody <laughs> <laughs> Nobody, like nobody can figure out why I started, how to fix it. Got tubes and stuff all all over me. Like, it, yeah. Um, but to be honest, I had a lot of peace. Yeah. And I think... It, I know it was God. Um, I know that um, I knew he had already made a promise to me that I was going to come out of it. Mm -hmm. And even when I would ask him, well, how long is it going to take? Or what is it going to take? Like I would ask him those questions and he would just tell me, you're going to come out of this. So that's really all I knew. (laughs) That's really Mm -hmm. all I knew. So in that, I was able to constantly remind myself of that. And give myself peace you know like you know make sure i stay in a peaceful type mm-hmm. of frame of mind not
1: getting like anxious um, or like afraid yes yeah because
2: my and you like everybody else around me is doing that my family is doing that i'm having and you know tons of people calling checking in. Of, like right exactly it was crazy and yeah but all I knew is that I was, that I was going to make it out. I just didn't know how, and I didn't know when, but I knew it was going to be better. Yeah. Um, and so, so they took me off the blood thinners for a bit. And then they were trying to see if the, if the, um, if the um, brain bleeds were going to get any worse or, you know, settle down at all. And over like a 24 hour period, they didn't see any changes. So they were like, okay, well, the clot is still really bad. And you still have these, these, brain, these brain bleeds, but we need to put you back on this blood thinner. So it's just a chance that we're going to have to take at this time because we have to get this blood, uh, this blood clot to dissolve. And so I was like, okay, well, you know, whatever y'all think is best, you know. And so um, they put me back on blood thinners. Not even a week later, I was back in the hospital. The brain bleeds had gotten worse. I started hemorrhaging. My brain started to swell. um, And it started to cut off uh, circulation from my fourth ventricle back here, which caused cerebral cerebral spinal fluid to start backing up onto my brain. (laughs) So at that point, they were like, okay, enough is enough. We have to put, we have to take you to surgery. um, and they were, they said, but the only thing is you've been taking blood thinners. So we need to, uh, take you off of those for about 24 hours or 12 hours, give you a reversal agent to like have your blood thicken back up quickly. And then we will take you into surgery first thing in the morning. So I had brains, a craniotomy, um, on Juneteenth of 2020. Um, I had plans for that day and everything. Cause this was like the first year that like everybody was like really going to be celebrating Okay. So I was excited about Juneteenth 2020. And here I am, first thing in the morning in brain surgery. So um, so yeah, and some of the things that like so pretty much that was had happened. They they I went through brain surgery. I had to have a drain on my brain for like a base to make sure that it was working properly. Um, and um, and then yeah, then I went home to recover for like six months. I had to go through physical therapy to like not really learn how to walk again, but get that strength and stuff back. Um, and to get my, I had to go to a speech therapist to like get my speech and stuff back up to par. Um, but yeah, that was pretty much my process. And all of that happened over just the course of a month. I was like it seems say, like how
1: long was that process? Know.
2: Yeah. it That all all happened within a month. Remember, I think the first time that I went to the ER when they kind of turned turned me away, I think that was May 24th. And then I had surgery on June 19th. Yeah. So a little less than a month.
1: So in the surgery, were they... I'm, I just don't know how these things work. But did they like remove something or like what exactly did they do when they opened up your brain, like your skull to do a craniotomy? Yeah. And so
2: I'm a, I'm a weird person a little bit. Like I I goop when they told me they were going to do a craniotomy, I uh, YouTube it and was like, what exactly does the surgery look like? What all is it going to entail? <laughs> And so, um, so yeah. So they 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 cut off a uh, cut open a piece of my skull, and drain like put a drilled a hole into it um, in order to put a tube there and like suck out the clot as much of it as they could um, in order to remove the clot. And then they put like a I think a metal piece, um, and um, then sewed me back up. Yeah. So I have like three, three different incisions back here. Mm-hmm. And I'm and it's funny because that happened, like I said, back in June. So it's almost been a year, but I'm just now starting to get feeling back in this space. Oh. Like I remember there'd be times that my head would my head would itch and I couldn't really like I would scratch it, like I would know that I'm scratching it, but it was like completely numb. Like I could not. Oh wow feel anything back there? wow yeah
1: so how long did it mm-hmm. take you when you were like surgeries over and then you had to be like the rehabilitation process how long was that journey for you and you said you were just learning you were going through like speech therapy and regaining mm-hmm. strength to walk and stuff was that like the yeah. focus of it like that's it
2: um so that took about um that took about a month. the The speech therapy and the and the physical therapy. I was going, I think, two times a week, like two to three times a week. Um, you know, if I canceled or something like that, but like two to three times a week. Because uh, some days I just didn't feel like it. Like I yeah. just, I don't. I'm not feeling this today. You know. So you kind of still go through all of the emotions and all of that stuff. Right. too. But, um, <laughs> but yeah. So that that went on for about a week. I mean, uh, about a month and then um, they were like okay well we can cut you down to like you know once a once a month I mean once a week um to be honest it started getting expensive like every visit that I had it was like a $60 copay so when you're going to these visits three times a week like that adds up and you and I wasn't obviously I wasn't working so it was like you know you can't keep taking all my savings like I want to use this for personal stuff Of the (laughs) plans, right?
1: I already took your juice, now they're taking your (laughs) savings, right?
2: (laughs) So, so after they cut me down to like once a week, um, I was just like, okay, well, give me stuff that I can like do at home right you know that I can just do every day multiple times a day or whatever and that really helped out a lot so they printed out me you know different exercises and stretches and stuff to use especially like my my lower half um and um and that really helped out a lot so yeah yeah. what was it like for you so like that was like
1: the physical rehab stuff what was it like for you like post-surgery post all that stuff like emotionally and even spiritually like was there any change or were you still at that place of just like you were at peace with it all still
2: um I'm, i don't feel like i ever like got angry with god about it i did have a lot of questions yeah. for him a ton of questions um one one mainly being why me like <laughs> why me why did i have to go through all of that like what point are you trying to prove what are you what are you doing because mm-hmm. Right now, I'm clearly in and not in the know. So, <laughs> what is that? I mean, um, you know, and I think ultimately, I had already like in the in the process of all of this going on, like it, all those days and stuff in the hospital. Like obviously, I was by myself a lot, so I had a lot of time to just talk to God. Yeah. Um, and I I had already told him. I said, okay, Lord, I don't know what you're doing, but I know whatever it is, there's a reason for it. And if I have to go through all of this in order for someone else to see that you are a miracle worker, that you are a healer, that you do provide, that you will cover us, that you got us, if I have to do all of this for even just one person, use me. Yeah. And I had that conversation with him um, and probably, so At first, I wasn't going to, like, post anything on social media about everything that I was going through, but I just kept feeling, like, this urge to just share, so er, pretty much every time I was in the hospital, I would share, okay, y'all, this is what's going on, this is updates, and obviously, when you start something like that, people are going to kind of come back for updates, okay, like, well, she was just in the hospital, so what's going on now? I
1: wasn't even in Louisville. I literally like got out of basic training, didn't have no phone, nothing. First thing I see is your brain open on Facebook. I was like, <laughs> that's why she had been texting me back. Right. I was a little occupied. I was like, oh my gosh, girl, I was, I can't even tell you. I was crying a little bit, praying. I was like, but she's okay. Thank you, Lord. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, I said I'm gonna leave her alone because she's going through a lot. Probably blowing up her phone all the time. I would just go back.
2: <laughs> yeah, it was it was definitely an intense time, but in document, you know, like documenting all of that, you know, for everybody to see. Um, of course, you know, a lot of people reached out and stuff like that, but I remember this, this one girl in particular, um, and I don't even remember how we became Facebook friends, but we've been friends on there for quite some time. And she messaged me and was like, Sierra, I can't even begin to fathom everything that you are going through, what you're feeling, but I just wanna let you know that watching your post and watching your story unfold has blessed me in a major way. She said that her niece, I think her niece was like eight eight or nine, that she was actually about to go under, uh, she was about to undergo surgery, brain surgery and the girl was starting to lose her faith like just really doubt God and really be like you know have negative thoughts that she wasn't going to make it out um and she said but watching your story like and seeing how God brought you through through such a tragic situation has really gave me my faith back Mm -hmm. um and I remember reading that I didn't even respond to her for like two or three days because I read it and was an emotional wreck. Like yeah. I just read it and wept and just cried and cried and cried and cried because I'm like, she's the one. Yeah. I'm like, she she's the one. Like, you know, I know everybody else has been blessed and stuff by it too, but this is, that's one of the yeah. reasons why I had to do this specifically mm-hmm. for her.
1: Wow that's amazing yeah and that was how long how long between what was the time between like you having that conversation with God and then her
2: messaging you um so I had that conversation with him the second time I was in the hospital she texted me like a week after my surgery wow. so I want yeah. to say about two and a half weeks not long not long at all
1: that's crazy
2: it was like an instant like okay now that you've given me this <laughs> Sierra, i'm gonna show you why yeah and, and yeah and i listen to a lot of um maverick city music and yeah. like tribal and all that and they released a song on june 2020 called the story i'll tell
1: mm-hmm.
2: and um naomi rain naomi rain sings it and literally in that song it's talking about like the hour is dark i don't really know what you're doing in all of this but at the end of the day the story that i'll be able to tell is that my god did not fail wow yeah i remember listening to that song like two days after my surgery and because obviously i couldn't listen to it the day that it came out but recovery i listened to that and i was a weepy mess and i was just in worship the other like two days ago and it's and it played in the playlist i mean full on on my knees just bawling like ugly crying for like 20 minutes because i'm like god you did not fail you never fail us we may not know which way you're going it ain't really it don't really matter it's not for us to know but you do not fail at all ever 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 (laughs) (laughs) so yeah so i was definitely able to you know hold on to you know peace and stuff like that and just encourage other people like he brought me through this yes it was ugly yes it was messy we didn't know what it looked like but i'm here today i've made it through brain surgery i'm here today and this you know this was just weeks after the surgery like yeah Obviously, people are still reaching out. People are coming back, checking on me and stuff like that. And I'm like, I mean, so many people will come back. We just cried in my living room. <laughs> like, just cried in my living room because God is good.
1: <laughs> God is good. Absolutely. So because you literally like, I don't even have to ask the question because you already you're already answering it. But um, what do you after going through that and you from what I can tell, like, you got through rehabilitation and all that stuff and did not slow down. Like, you was, like, back to life as usual. (laughs) Right. (laughs) I feel like COVID slowed you down more than the brain surgery. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, so what, what were, because you, you went on to do some pretty amazing things, like, in 2020. Um, Mm -hmm. Can you share, like, what, were there any mindset shifts that you had um, just in how you saw life or were you just already like, you know what like I already had some stuff planned, so we're just gonna keep the ball rolling like because <laughs> like it, you literally didn't stop like I promise you one day I saw like you were sharing and sharing about your journey and next thing I know, like you posted pictures of like certain certifications and stuff and I'm like, wait uh, <laughs> I guess you're fine.
2: <laughs> So it, it was definitely a mind shift. Um, I, I dealt with a lot of fear before everything happened last year um, and um, more so fear, fear of failure. Mm-hmm. Um, so it halted me from doing a lot of things that I really wanted to do. Yeah. Um, and having ultimately a near-death experience it really opened up my eyes. And it was like, Sierra, you got one life to live. This is your second chance. Yeah. Do these things that you want to do. Live that happen- Live that life that you are imagining that you dream about every day. Mm-hmm. And no matter how long it takes, if, this, if it detours this way, if it detours this way, stay the course. Like, don't just be like, okay, well, that ain't God. I, I guess I am supposed to do that because things ain't work out perfectly. No, Continue on to on on the journey, and do that thing. And oh, so, good. yeah. So that's pretty much what it was. Is it was definitely a mass a mass shift. It was like even if I have to do it afraid, I'm gonna do it anyway because. Mm-hmm at the end of the day, the most that can happen is it doesn't work out. And then he's going to shift me to something different. So it's like, (laughs) either way, I'm a win.
1: Exactly. (laughs) And that's just like, God, even if, even if what you thought you wanted to do doesn't work out, it usually is just a pivot to actually like the thing that's going to be like for you. Now that's amazing. That is literally amazing. So what would you say to someone who has like, who may be experiencing some unexpected health complications, or um, maybe they have a relative or someone, even even the lady. Like, what did what was your response, even for someone like that who needs that that boost that boost in their faith and hope for their unexpected, you know, yeah. their unexpected. That's it. Yeah. Like dot dot dot. Period. <laughs> <Sirius. laughs> right. Right. <laughs> <It's like>, ellipsis.
2: <laughs> um, Really, it's to find something to stand on, find something to constantly build your faith. Um, it may be a scripture. It may be a song. For me, I know for a lot of people, it is a scripture. Um, like my favorite one is, you know, trust in the Lord with all your heart and not only your understanding. So that definitely helped me out. It's like, okay, I'm just going to trust. Even I don't understand this, but I'm going to trust, you know. Um, and, and obviously, you know, standing on, on the song, just the lyrics of that song, I was like, this this is exactly what I'm going through. Um, you know, so finding something to stand on, um, you know, to to keep your faith built and stay in a peaceful mindset. Um, and then, um, and, and try not to get angry with God, just find out, like, even if you, even if he doesn't tell you the why, just trust his reasoning, trust that he's not going to waste it. Um, everything that we deal with it's nothing is wasted it's always used for our good um and so um yeah just just having that just knowing that alone um, can help you through you know yeah. It's like, yeah.
1: yeah that's amazing thank you for sharing that like I I'm so confident that 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 is going to bless someone else you know Mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. is there anything else that you want to
2: say or add um to people who are listening or anything like that um I know some of that we had talked about before was like our favorite like old school hymn or oh yeah song or something.
1: <laughs> I forgot to write it <laughs> down on my notes <laughs>
2: yeah. uh, I so when I was like growing up in church we didn't really sing like a lot of hymns at my church but we you know had a lot of like testimony songs or something like that um but one that has been really life-changing for me is um what a friend we have in Jesus Mm, yeah (laughs) listen I could listen to that song any day of the week and just be a weepy (laughs) mess (laughs) it's so real you know and especially when it says oh what peace we often forfeit it's my favorite line (laughs) yes oh what need Things we bear like and it's so real all because we don't be
1: praying.
2: Like we don't be taking it.
1: They, whoever wrote that song, they wrote it so pretty, but it's really like you just don't be praying, bro. Like
2: it's pretty much. Like it's all it's saying, like you need to pray more. That's why you're going through what you're going through. You need to be praying. Right. <laughs> so yeah, so um so even, you know, just even you know, songs like that just, I mean, have been around for how long? How long has that song been around? Like, you know what I mean? But nobody knows. <laughs> I think one of the disciples wrote it or something, but uh, <laughs> I that, uh, Peter wrote it when
1: he was up at praying. You remember that night he went praying? He was praying. So- <laughs> I just played. Jesus was mad, right? So you are right writing songs, <laughs>
2: <laughs> but yeah, you know that song's been out since forever, and it's still changing lives today. Yeah. You know, so um, so yeah, God is good, That's- man. Ain't it like
1: I could? I ain't crazy. even
2: gonna keep talking because
1: I'm gonna get stuck right there. God <laughs> is good; he never <laughs> fails. <laughs> because it's so true well is there is there anywhere that people can um, find you online or anywhere you want people to go to even see some of those pictures um, and like your journey that you were sharing
2: yeah Um, so everything is I believe it's on Instagram and on Facebook Um, my Instagram is at sunny dot c i think it's sunny dot c e mm-hmm. um and then um on facebook i'm just sierra cc richmond uh C E C E richmond um and all like i said all that stuff took place between may and june um and it's not maybe i should create like an act like a specific album for all that stuff oh, yeah. <laughs> but I, that way this would make it you know easier to kind of come back to because i know it'll pop up on my memories but yeah Outside of that, it's like, where, how do I find it? Um, But yeah, but I'm on both of those. um, So you can certainly reach out to me there. And I would love to encourage you or pray with you or what have you.
1: Absolutely. Well, thank you so much again. I really appreciate and enjoyed this time talking to you and hearing all the things. I never even heard the whole story because I was just following along on Facebook and, you know, like everybody else. But I appreciate you sharing it and just encouraging people and staying like uplifting, even with everything that you went through and letting God use you. One Mm -hmm. thing that you said, I don't want to get back down the rabbit trail, but I just have to. One thing that you said that struck like it stayed with me was that oftentimes when we say God use us, we don't think like God use me even in this trial, like use me even in my sickness, Use yeah. me even like we want God to use us in our strength and God to use us in our like in all the good, like use me, use me. I'm I'm good, God. I'm available. But like even on your sick bed, God use me, whatever this is for. And he did. And he is still using yes. you. Yes. And so anyway, that just stayed with me personally because that was powerful. Um, yeah. And God proved himself. But definitely did yeah. I
2: mean, and, two, real quick, I, um, a couple of weeks ago, I had a prophetic word from Apostle Sherman Dumas, and he said, um, he said, um, I don't, he's like, I don't know, he's like, what is this that I'm seeing? What is this that I'm seeing? He's like, I see you talking about your testimony. I see you, and I think this was probably, like, a week after you had asked me about oh,
1: it. Oh, wow. <laughs>
2: and I was like, oh, okay, okay, guys. <laughs> because you know when that happened everybody was like girl you should write a book you should do this you should do this. and i'm like mm, "Nah, that's not really me if somebody comes to me i'll be more than happy maybe not <laughs> i'd be more than happy to talk about it but um yeah. about all that other stuff but yeah he. so i i, I feel like even now I'm, I'm having to remind myself of that same prayer like yeah God, it, it ain't it ain't my it ain't my thing. It's, it's not something that I like to do, but mm-hmm. use me anyway. Yeah,
1: and he will too, literally, because you you've made yourself available, you know. Yeah. But I'm gonna wrap this up. <laughs> Otherwise, I will keep talking, you know me, like listen, I'm, both of us. We'll <laughs> <laughs> We've had plenty of parking lot conversations right. that lasted forever. yes <laughs> But I'll wrap it up for everyone that are listening. And yeah, we will check you guys
0: later. What an amazing testimony of the glory of God and his goodness to show us that God is our healer. Yeah. Listen, my God. Now, what I want you to do, or what I want you to do for us, is share this to anyone who you know that may need any type of healing. It could be small, it could be big, whatever it is. Nothing is too hard for God. And listen, once you share it, when you share the testimony, that's how we're going to overcome. Amen? Because we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. Amen? So like, comment, share, do all the things. And we'll see you next on our next episode. Okay?
1: Bye.